0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: I told you, I told it didn't even take a day from yesterday's show for the Washington Post to put out a tweet and an article basically confirming what I told you yesterday, that unless Biden wins, it's going to be total chaos, a catastrophe, an apocalypse. I tell you, I've been warning you now for two days. This is super important. Get ready for chaos post-election. The Washington Post is already telling you, Biden wins or chaos. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. My savvy listeners have a VPN because they want to protect their online activity from prying eyes. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I'm this fine Friday. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir, in your worst 1970s game show voice. I'm
2: doing pretty good
3: because it's Friday. Yeah.
1: It sure is um, in your, again, worst. <laughs> worst. <laughs> Thank you. That's the worst. You do that better than anyone. I dude. So we've got that. Um, I've got more of these elitist political snobs laughing at us. And I've got a uh. article in The Washington Post by John Brennan, where shockingly, Armacost Brennan actually throws the Obama administration under the bus. What? Oh, you didn't hear about this anywhere, did you? What? Don't worry. You'll hear about it here because. It, yeah, oh, oh, yes, <laughs> dude. Oh yes, bus, Obama yes. administration, John Brennan under. You missed that, wow. didn't you? Nobody's talking about it. I got it. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by friends right. at Job Creators Network. Folks, it's the most important election in American history. Fact. A way of life is on the ballot as we watch far left radicals burn down our cities, attack our police, our free enterprise system, our constitution, our history, and everything else valuable to us. This 2020 election is about one thing. Turnout. You don't vote, it doesn't matter. You can't <laughs> complain if you don't vote. Our opponents have a massive get-out-the-vote machine. Now's the time for one of our own. Our friends at Job Creators Network are doing just that. It's simple. Go to 10for20.com and take the 10 for 20 pledge. You'll receive a link. Gives you the most trusted voter information and tools you can use to become part of the largest conservative get-out-the-vote effort ever. You'll be asked to send a message to 10 people you know who care about America and ask them to commit to sign the pledge too. Family, neighbors, church, work, friends, whoever. To join this army for freedom, go to 10for20.com. Don't wait. Take the pledge now. Don't let our opponents outwork us. This election too important. Go to 10for20.com now and do your part. That's the number 10 for the number 20.com. one for 20.com. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. As I said yesterday, the media... The liberal interest groups, Bloomberg funded groups out there like the hawkfish people I told you about the other day are already prepping you for the, quote, using their words, street fight after the election. Facebook, who will not allow um, a winner to be declared if they deem it premature. Facebook now, the election specialists at Facebook, you know, that's what they that's their value added, right? Yeah. Facebook election. Uh-huh. They, uh, they're like, well, uh-huh. I thought they did social media. <laughs> Shame on you for thinking that. Um So the media is now getting the message. What did I just tell you on yesterday's show? What did I just say? The media will get the message now and they'll start body blows, you know, softening up the public for the idea that if Trump's declared the winner on election night, even in a landslide, it will not be legitimate and get ready to hit the streets, folks. I'm. You've been warned, Dan, you're talking about this for three days because it's only our country at stake. And I want to be sure everybody understands how important this story really is. Get ready. Here is the Washington Post right after we were done recording yesterday's show. A friend sent this to me because they know I'm concerned about street chaos after the election. Only if Trump wins. If Biden wins, everything will be okay with the media. Check this. This is the real tweet from the Washington Post. Quote, perspective. The election will likely spark violence and a constitutional crisis. In every scenario, except the Biden landslide, our simulation ended catastrophically. That is a real, that is not the Babylon B. That is a real article from the Washington Post. Their words, not mine. So for those of you, oh, Dan, you're stoking the flames of it. I'm not stoking anything. I'm just repeating what the Washington Post is telling you. Unless Biden wins, expect the catastrophe. I laid out their battle plan already. They want mass mail-in voting so they can challenge two things. Signatures on every ballot they don't like. They'll sue for every one of them if Trump wins. Remember, only if Trump wins. If Biden wins, none of this stuff will happen because it's mm-hmm. the media. They're liberal activists. And postmarks. They'll be like, oh, that's postmarked. Uh, that's 11.59, that postmark, not uh, 12.01. There was a mistake in the calculation of the machine. That vote should count through. There'll be a lawsuit over every postmark or lack thereof. That's why they want mail-in ballots, because mail-in ballots, you don't have a person that shows up. You only have a signature, hence the mail and the mail-in ballots for the liberals listening. When you vote in person, get ready for it. There's an actual person there, too. So you don't only have a signature, you have a dude or a woman there. Liberals don't like that. You know, election integrity stuff, that's not their thing. They prefer a whole mail-in ballot thing. Keep in mind, we're not talking about absentee. Where a voter has to go online, in my case, where I live in Florida, you have to put in information, hopefully only you would know, and request a ballot, which they send to your house, which then you sign and send back. Those are called, liberals get ready for it, security measures. That's not what liberals want. They want to mail a ballot to any Tom, Dick, or Harry out there. Dead, alive, dogs, cats, starfish, doesn't even matter. Dragonflies, any of them who signed a ballot. I told you they're softening you up. I cannot cover this story enough. Get ready. All right, enough on that, because I've been beating this up for a couple days now. Also, later in the show, I got a uh, brief interview about 15, 20 minutes with Don Jr. You're really going to like. He was pretty fiery during the interview, so I already taped it. It's good. It's a doozy. Right, Paula? do you think? On the doozy scale. Was it like a nine out of 10 on the doozy scale? I'm not kidding. I'm not teasing. He really was like fired up. All right. So before we get to that, let me get to some other stuff too, because it's important. I had this story yesterday, and I just didn't have time to get to it, unfortunately, because it's a big one. So Johnny B, Johnny Boombots, Johnny Brennan from the from the CIA, formerly of the CIA, you know John Brennan, who marshaled the operation to spy on President Trump with the Obama administration. Remember him? So this is a quick story. Right? It's not too complicated, but an interesting one. Nonetheless, he entirely blows up the Obama administration. Remember, boss ooh, rolling down the street. Johnny Brennan, Obama administration, pushes him right under the bus in this. What's going on? What's going on? I'll get to the, you know, throw up the op-ed in a second. I want to get to the screenshot. But here, John Johnny B decided to write an op-ed in the Washington Post. John Brennan. Why would he do that? This is interesting, this piece. Whenever you feel like throwing that one up there it would be really great. What? I went out of order? No, I didn't. That's number two. I told you that was story number two. D- ah! <laughs> I got her. She always gets me. It was number two. Can you please come in front of the camera? Please, come on. Take the, Come on. Come in front. Can you please acknowledge this was story number two. Come on over. She won't do it. She won't do it. The cold busted. <laughs> Story number two, Johnny Boombats, John Brennan, Trump will suffocate the intelligence community to get reelected. John Brennan, August 31st, 2020. This piece is fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Listen, on a serious note here, John Durham, who's investigating the spying operation on Donald Trump, is clearly closing in on the puppet master. Who, Obama? Maybe. But who's the real puppet master in this? Brennan. It's always been Brennan. Brennan's played us from the beginning. Brennan knows they're closing in. So if Obama's the real puppet master in this, and he may very well be, ladies and gentlemen, I highly suspect he is. The one, in other words, who marshaled and oversaw the entire spying operation on the Trump campaign. If Obama did it, Brennan's probably thinking right now, wouldn't you? I ain't going down with this ship alone. I'm taking everybody with me. What did he do? This is really so, you know, these Spygate stories, sometimes Paula doesn't like them too much because she thinks they can get a little complicated. This one's as simple as pie to understand. When did the operation to spy on Donald Trump, according to the FBI, when did it open up, crossfire hurricane? Well, we have that date, right? It's important. This date's going to be important. Keep this in your head. When was that date? July 31st, 2016, right? The FBI starts the operation to spy on Donald Trump's campaign. Says, hey, we got some information here. All this other stuff, all that other garbage. They really had just the dossier, but that's a whole other story. So if the FBI started this operation on July 31st of 2016, and it wasn't Obama doing this or Brennan, but it was really the FBI then why would Brennan write this in the op-ed? Oh, quote, Johnny B, Washington Post. Just a little more than four years ago, the U.S. faced a similar challenge and met it in a different way. President Obama already knew the Russians were hacking into the networks of U.S. presidential campaigns. But on the afternoon of July 28th, 2016, well, huh? But on the afternoon of July 28th, 2016, July 28, 2016. Brennan says I informed him in a hurriedly scheduled in a hurriedly scheduled meeting that Vladimir Putin had authorized his intelligence services to carry out activities to hurt Democratic candidate Clinton and boost the election prospects of Donald Trump. What? What, what the hell? What in Hades is this? This is only like John Brennan dropping a tactical nuke out there and nobody ran with this story. How did everybody miss this? I I mean, outside of the social media investigators who do the good work. How did the serious journalists... How did you miss this? So just to be clear, the FBI has insisted forever that they only started investigating Donald Trump July 31st of 2016. But Brennan's now admitting... That he briefed Obama about Russian interference in the election. All, by the way, all the stuff he's talking about there, the hacking into the campaigns. That's all dossier stuff. That's PP hoax stuff. So Brennan basically admits here that, oh, yeah, Obama and I started this whole thing three days before the FBI even bothered to start it. Nobody picked it up. Nobody's asking Johnny B. Johnny B. Woo Right over the media's head. Nobody finds that little factoid interesting, Paula. You don't like these stories a lot. Do you find that factoid even mildly interesting? Seriously, do you? All right, I'm getting a head nod. That's good. She doesn't like the Spygate story. Joe, do you find that factoid slightly interesting? Well, yes, I do. Thank as a you. Of fact. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought I, I thought Obama was hands off. Joe, buy the book. Remember Susan Rice's email? We handled it. by oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. Really? <sighs> Maybe you should. Uh, Johnny B., maybe you should be briefing the FBI, not the president, if it was by the book, right? On dossier peepee stuff? Just checking, (sighs) media folks. If you want to look into that and ask Brennan where exactly he got that information he briefed Obama about before the FBI even opened their case, I'd love to hear an answer. (laughs) Johnny B. won't talk to me, of course. By the way, I asked Don Jr. in the interview about how he feels about this, having his family destroyed constantly by hoaxes and delusions. His answer is pretty good. Really good. A little fired up too. All right, I got more to get to. This is Friday and you know I don't leave you like, I don't want to leave you hanging on the vine here for Friday. Going out to do some special stuff we'll have to tell you about down the road. Special stuff is coming up. Always got news on this show. So here was some video yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden decided to get out of the basement yesterday and go take a campaign trip. Joe, Vi- Joe Biden just figured out he's in a campaign. I mean, I don't know what Joe Biden was doing before this, but it wasn't a campaign. A campaign, what do you do? You campaign. You talk to the press, you talk to people, you glad in, you shake hands, debates, town halls, all that stuff. Joe Biden's not doing any of that. So Joe Biden finally decided he's in a presidential campaign. He gets out of his basement and they are so terrified of any extemporaneous off the cuff moments, any random acts of randomness with Joe Biden. (laughs) Everything has to be scripted, Joe. (laughs) No randomness at all, because they're terrified Joe Biden's going to give an honest answer, which he can't because Joe Biden, seriously, folks, gives me no pleasure in saying this. He can't think straight. He can't. It's obvious there is some deficit there. So, in what was supposed to look like a random act of random randomness, Joe Biden goes to do this uh this meeting with a few folks, and people are allowed, they're allowed, air quotes, to come up to the mic and ask Joe Biden questions. Wow, look at Biden. He's got some guts on him. Just taking random questions from the crowd. This is hilarious. First uh lady who goes up there, she comes up to the microphone, and it turns out. This question wasn't so random. Listen to this. You may not be able to decipher it right away. If you don't, don't if you if you don't get it, don't worry. I'll translate it on the Apollo and get it right away. Check this out. Hello, my name is Portia Bennett.
2: Um, I'm just gonna be honest, Mr. Biden. I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. You need the truth, and I'm part of
3: the
1: truth. Do you catch that? The campaign had handed her a question. She's like, No, I'm not going to read that. I'm going to actually, I'm going to do this crazy random thing, like ask you a question I have in my head. (laughs) He handed her a question. Random acts of randomness. Folks, this guy's in real trouble. Real trouble. They're really terrified. On a very serious note, they are terrified of any random moments with Joe Biden. He can't think on his feet. There is a serious deficit going on there, and they're not going to take the chance that someone's going to ask him an honest question. Here's a video, though, we were going to play yesterday, that Bill Barr interview on CNN had so many sound bites in it. I had to be selective about what we put in the show or don't. But here's Barr again, challenging Wolf Blitzer. Wolfie, on Blitzer's total, utter lack of concern about the mail-in ballot catastrophe that's coming after Election Day. Check this out.
2: Since that time, there have been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected from people who could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. okay, because that kind of thing happens with mail in
0: ballots and everyone knows. But there are individuals cases. But as far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since. uh, since Well, we haven't we
2: haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail in ballots as being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in in municipal elections. And uh, people who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the the previous occupant and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole generation, several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote?
1: Yes, I love this guy. Honestly, I wish Barr would consider running, too. He doesn't care about any of that. I love this guy. Do you understand the media? Not hypocrisy. We're beyond hypocrisy. The hilarity of how dopey these people sound. Let me give you, let me paint a picture for you here to show you how dopey Wolfie from CNN sounds against an actual intelligent human being like Bill Barr. Do you realize the Democrats and their media hacks at CNN and elsewhere, Wolfie and others? spent three years telling us how the Russians had destroyed the entire country's election process by buying like $10,000 worth of Facebook ads in Wisconsin and they could not find one vote that had been changed because of it. Say it was a million dollars in ads. It was a billion dollar campaign. It wasn't, but just say that. Say that was the media's argument. It wasn't a million dollars. It was a sliver of electoral spending on a Russian troll farm that bought some Facebook ads that the media spent three years telling us the Russians have destroyed the election. This is the biggest scandal of our lifetime. Dedicate all your attention to this America. Right now, it's so important, right? So let's paint this the media. This is super important. Bill Barr is now telling Wolfie That we're about to mail millions of ballots to people who didn't request them. We just locked up a dude in Texas who had 1,700 of these ballots he collected. There's a story in the New York Post we covered yesterday about how these Democrat fraudsters screw with the mail-in ballot system. And Democrats have known for years, even the New York Times, that mail-in ballots are prone and absolutely ripe for fraud. And Wolfie doesn't care at all. He cares about pet videos on Facebook playing in Wisconsin from the the Russians. He cares about what? Ten grand in Facebook videos, which nobody can prove changed one vote ever. That's the mega story for him. But when Bill Barr suggested, hey, you know, the Russians could counterfeit a lot of ballots in the United States. That's an actual threat. Come on, Bill. Stand easy. I'm Wolfie Blitzer. I know more than you. I'm a reporter for CNN. Porter. This doesn't bother you all, how dopey these people sound. I used to like this guy. I'm not kidding. I don't have any problem saying it. When I was over he was always nice to me. But this is just dumb. You have the Attorney General of the United States. You're asking him about, hey, this fraud isn't widespread. bark stops him immediately. We've never done a widespread mail-in election where you mail ballots to people who don't even ask for them. That just occurred to you, Wolf, that that could be a problem? No, you're still focused on the Russians buying election pet videos in in Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. The stupidity here is <laughs> really hard to get your arms around. Keep it up, Democrats. Keep it up. You, you, Sane people see right through this. All right, let me get to bar again. Here's another bar video. This is our last clip from this, but this is an important one. Well, uh important one as well, because I told you about this. I have a good source. I'm not gonna say who, obviously, but it's a really good, high quality source who has told me that the post RNC acceptance speech at the White House, you know, President Trump's speech at the White House where he accepted the GOP nod, the riots outside, the BLM Antifa rioting outside, a good friend of mine told me that they had tracked a number of people who were flown in from Portland. It's not illegal to fly into D.C. It is illegal to fly into D.C. and riot and threaten to kill people in the streets. That is illegal. I'm pretty sure you can't threaten to kill people. Just checking. Haven't seen the D.C. penal code lately, but I'm reasonably I'm reasonably confident you can check that box. A friend of mine told me that, yes, that in fact happened. That people were flown in. Who paid for that? Did the Democrats know about it? I'm hearing another rumor. You could take this one to the bank. Paula's is like, what? You didn't tell me about that? I didn't even tell her about this one. Tell Joe either. I'm hearing that there's uh, some phone records and stuff. Some of those people flown in may have been in contact with some other people, if you know what I mean, who those other people might say, oh, we didn't have anything to do with those people. Really? Why were you on the phone I'm talking to them? Oh, I don't know. We were ordering pizzas. You we were in the same hotel and on the same floor. We wanted to save delivery costs. Oh. <laughs> See how that happens. Phone records, you know, investigations and stuff. Let's see what happens there. That could get interesting, no? So Bill Barr is the attorney general of the United States. He knows a little bit more than Wolfie. So uh, Barr goes into this too. Of course, Wolf Blitzer wants to paint this people being flown into D.C. to attack Republicans at the convention thing. Of course, Wolfie wants to paint that as a conspiracy theory. Despite the fact that I was actually there, we were on the other side of the uh, people threatening to rape people there. Yeah, that <laughs> was, was, was fascinating, wasn't it? So here's Barr talking to Wolfie about just that. And of course, Wolfie being a fake journalist, not interested at all. You know, he wants to paint it as a conspiracy theory. Keep in mind, if they were attacking Biden supporters, they would think this is the most important thing ever. Check this out.
0: That he heard about a plane, in his words, loaded with thugs wearing dark uniforms from a certain city that was headed to the Republican National Convention here in Washington, in his words, to do big damage He didn't offer any specifics. He later the next day changed the story. The plane wasn't coming to Washington, was leaving Washington. Have you asked the FBI to investigate this? I
2: don't I don't have to ask the FBI because we received numerous reports of individuals coming from Portland, Washington, Seattle and several other cities to come into Washington for the specific purpose of causing a riot.
0: Were they wearing black uniforms and, uh, and were they loaded, if you will?
2: I think there were many on planes. We've received multiple reports of, on this topic.
0: And so, what the president was talking about was information that you provided the president. I don't. I, 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 I don't
2: know what the president was specifically. It's widely reported
0: to. on Facebook there was some conspiracy. That was reported weeks ago about this sort of thing. I don't know what the president
2: I don't know what the president was referring to, but I will say uh, that we are trying to follow these things. And we received numerous reports of people coming from other cities into Washington as we received many reports of people going into Kenosha from various states.
0: But you're not you're saying you don't know specifically what the president was referring to. No, I don't know what the president
2: when he he spoke about this. He seems to be talking in general terms. I don't know what he's referring to.
1: Notice how Wolfie doesn't care at all about the fact that people were flown into Washington, D.C. to violently accost, in some cases, and aggressively accost, in other cases, people who were walking out of a political event on a supposedly free American city's free American streets. Wolfie's not concerned about that at all. If they, trust me on this one, if those people were flown in to verbally assault, Wolfie, as he left CNN, the CNN building, which is down there on Capitol Hill, by the way, I know I've been there. This would be a huge story. But the fact that, yes, planes of them, people were on planes. I'm getting this from multiple reliable sources flying to D.C. to accost Republicans. Wolfie doesn't care at all because he hates Republicans. He doesn't care. All he cares about is, were they wearing ninja suits? We see a stupid question, but were they wearing black like like bars going to be like, yes. Matter of fact, they had a Calvin Klein Model X 22 black jean on with a Louis Vuitton black hoodie and some Ray. What? Wolfie doesn't care. All he cares about is were they wearing ninja suits? Because Wolf's not a real reporter. You think that's kind of a big story that people were flown into D.C.? That the Attorney General has reports of this happening. I'm getting reports from people who are in the know. You think that's kind of a story you might want to report on? Why people were flown in to basically take over an American city outside of the RNC to attack political supporters of the opposing party? Kind of a story, no? Now uh, They missed that one too, right? Good job, Wolf. Way to get on the ball there. Excellent work. Very well done. All right. Where are you going there? What are you doing? No, I got, I got a routine here. I told you my routine. You hear that in the background? She's getting up, moving around. <laughs> <It's always hilarious. laughs> All right, I want to hat tip Tom Elliott over at Grabia. This is a really great supercut. cut. Uh, listen, I couldn't play the whole thing. It's like two and a half minutes long, but I got a good swath of it. This is a terrific supercut of these liberal elitist snobs I got that and I got Kaylee McEnany's response coming up next but this is a good one it's about a minute 50 seconds of the uh radical leftist governor of Illinois he's the uh Pritzker JB Pritzker whose uh wife was up to you know no good in violation of all of these lockdown rules um it's a the beginning opens up with Tucker Carlson calling out Nancy Pelosi of course the elitist snobs the rules don't apply to them folks um, and other elitist snobs, too, breaking the rules who are all liberals. This is a great super cut. I want you to check this one out. If you want to watch the video, of course, YouTube.com slash This is worth your time. Check this out. We'll call this elitist snobs, the rules for thee,
2: but not for me. Check this out. An 80-year-old part-time Napa resident called Nancy Pelosi can be seen slinking through a San Francisco hair salon. It's due to coronavirus regulations, salons in San Francisco are closed for indoor services. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling
3: for a setup. I think that they uh, that this salon owes me an apology You went to the gym yesterday and Twitter lost its mind. I don't get it, but we'll move on with our lives. The gyms are all closed now, Alice. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the dynamics. And again, I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city.
1: Did Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham play by her
2: own rules when she ordered non-essential stores to shut down and lectured all New Mexicans to stay home? a non-essential business open so she could buy jewelry. Where's the first lady? Has she engaged in non-essential travel? What is your response to people who say the stay-at-home order and non-essential travel bans aren't being abided by your family? So I'm just not going to answer that question. It's inappropriate and I find it reprehensible.
1: For New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, letting people go to
2: church was just too dangerous, but protesting? Fine. Are you concerned about a spike in cases when you combine reopening and the protests?
3: I think you have to be, but uh, but the alternative, I just don't, I, it's not feasible. I don't see it.
2: Certain parts of the First Amendment are better than others. In Michigan, over this past weekend, Governor Gretchen Whitmer's husband decided to violate his own wife's orders by traveling across the state to use his boat. When the marina told him they could not put the boat in the water, Gretchen Whitmer's husband, let them know that his wife was the governor. Don't you know who I am? As you know,
3: haircuts certainly not essential during this pandemic, unless you're the mayor of Chicago. A photo recently surfaced of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot posing with a hairdresser after getting a haircut. Now, she has defended herself saying that she needed a haircut because she is the public face of the city.
1: Again, this is what happens when the whole model of governing we've had for 200 plus years gets turned on its head. Public servants, public servants, my caboose, keep it family-friendly. These aren't public servants. We're servants to them now. Lori Lightfoot, I need a haircut. I'm the face of the city. You know what the face of Chicago is? The iron workers, the electricians, the architects, the pilots, the carpenters, the truck drivers, the gas station owners, the food service workers, the restaurant owners. The people working in a supermarket. That's the face of Chicago. Not you, Lori. Not you. That's the real face of Chicago. The people whose fingernails, you know, get dirty. They don't get to get manicures every day. It would do them no damn good because they got to go back to work the next day and get them dirty again. Something you probably don't do. Work or get your fingernails dirty. Gretchen Whitmer's husband. I can't take my boat out. You know who I am. By the way, quick pro tip from someone who's been on both sides of this. If you're ever saying to someone, Do you know who I am? There is a 99.999% chance you're in. If you can figure out what I mumbled through there, 99.99 repeating decimal nine, whatever that is line over the top of the nine after the 10th one, that you're probably being a loser, which would probably be a nicer way to say that. But not if you're the husband of a Democrat tyrant like the governor of Michigan. The hack governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, radical leftist loser there, he's upset they're even asking a question about his wife violating their own lockdown rules. How dare you ask me that? Quite, totally out of line. You peon deplorables. Dare you ask me that question? I'm just the governor. Do you know you serve me in your capacity as the public, as servants? No, no, no. JB is supposed to be public servants. That replies to you. No, no, no. That's you, public, as servants to me. I think you're reading that wrong, JB. No, I'm not. I'm really rich, too. I don't care about any of you losers. Well, what did I tell you yesterday? The greatest Saul Alinsky tactic of all is humiliation, which we should employ at every opportunity I use on this show every day. Sorry, may not be for everyone, but that's my show. And I don't care. New rules. When you want to go back to Robert's Rules of Order, liberals, I am totally game. Totally game. We can gavel in and we can all be gentlemen. I'm all about being a gentleman. Not really. But sometimes. All right, on very rare occasions. But still. When we want to go back to Robert's rules of order, I am game. Liberals don't. They want to savage you, call you a racist, all kinds of horrible things. So until that time, we will humiliate you at every opportunity. This is what I love about Kaylee McEnany, who is a savage. And by savage, I mean that as on the totem pole of compliments. If I'm calling you a savage as a Republican, that is the greatest compliment of all time. Can mean multiple things like forget about it. Well, what are you going to do in the case of Tony Brett? Joe, do you have that oh. What are you going to do? Because that's always classic. What are you going to (laughs) do? There you go. -hmm. Donnie Brasco, of course. What are you going to do? That could mean a million different things. What are you going to do? He's not really asking you, what are you going to do? It's like, forget about it. Savage means a lot of things. In this case, for Kaylee McEnany, it means gold medal of just ultimate humiliation. Beautifully done. Here's what she did yesterday at the White House press conference. Uh, Comes out. And exposing this just elitist snobbery and making them look like total buffoons. Check this out. Good afternoon, everyone. Two briefings ago, I asked, Where is Nancy Pelosi? Today, I can announce we have found Nancy Pelosi. Um, as you can see, we found Nancy Pelosi going into her hair salon. We will be playing the video on loop for all of you to see during the duration of this introduction. oh boy (laughs) not only did she play the video of Pelosi in a closed salon violating the lockdown rules with no mask on violating her own rules we're going to play it on loop for the whole presser for everyone to see I I love this white I am going to be so God forbid this president loses I am what are we going to do folks I will be miserable what are we going to do? What are we going to do for four years? The sheer entertainment value of humiliating these buffoons every day in front of a national audience is worth every single second of your time. Damn, we shouldn't be doing that. It's embarrassing. I get it. You made it. That's not my bag of chili. I don't care. I don't care one bit that these people are humiliated. Not one. You may not like it. You want to take the fictitious high road? I get it. Go forth to love and serve. Not here. Don't care. Done with these idiots. We're going to play it on loop. (laughs) Savage. This is why our Facebook page is on fire, by the way. These segments like this go absolutely nuclear in flames. They melt my phone down on Facebook. That's why our Facebook page is in the top 10 every single day. Because of you. We put clips like this up on Facebook. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right. A couple more quick articles. I'll go to the Don Jr. interview. And uh, then we can close out the show. But this this is <laughs> I have a tough time keeping this all in my head. All right, let's go to this Washington Examiner. On a serious note, you know, up and down, the emotional roller coasters on this show are just tremendous. But this worries me, and it should worry you too. Story will be in the show notes today. Hey, listen, this Washington Examiner story. The deficit to triple to $3.3 t- uh, 3. 3 this year. CBL, Jay Hefflin, business editor of Washington Examiner. Folks, it's really bad news. We got to get a hold on this spending problem. Stat, like yesterday. I know a lot of you are. I don't, I don't. I mean, don't take this the right. wrong. I don't mean this in any kind of like pretentious. Hey, look at me here. I don't remember, right. But it's not how it. It's you know enough time. Who has time to pay attention to all this stuff? Get kids to raise a job to do. This is what I do for a living. My show. You understand we haven't run anything close to a three point three trillion dollar deficit in what meaning we spent three point three trillion more dollars we're going to this year more than we took in in taxes. We haven't spent anything close to that in American history. Even the Obama administration deficits, these dwarf them by like a factor of three. We can't ignore it. We can't pretend because, you know, Trump's in the White House or we have a Republican Senate that they don't matter. We can factor in the plague, of course, which would be ridiculous not to. But ladies and gentlemen, the entire tax base of the United States is between three and four trillion dollars. We spent that amount over what we took in. I mean, think about that in your terms as it relates to your wallet. Imagine in a year making 75, 80K and spending 160K. That's what we did this year. Now, the modern monetary theorists who are you know voodoo uh, economists will tell you, ah, none of it matters. We can just print our way out of it. Why not print it all then? I don't understand. Because that's just dumb, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, eventually you're going to have an inflation problem because of this. Why? Because our money is going to be devalued. We're going to have to print money, which is going to make your money worth worth less. To pay off debts, we can't possibly pay off by standard old production measures. In other words, by working harder, just the way you would pay off debt. You don't have the power to print your own money. If you do, it'd be called counterfeiting. The government does. Which is going to lead to a massive inflation problem down the road. Like we had in the early 1980s. Well, uh, Dan, I'm not too worried about inflation. Oh, you should be. You should be. Everything you make and everything you earn is going to be worth less no matter what the raise. You say you get a 2% raise and inflation's 7%. You lost 4 to 5% of your money. You understand that. To the liberal, I know the conservatives get it. To the liberals listening who have a tough time with this. You understand that inflation will destroy all of your earning power. But I make $100,000. Yeah, it buys what, you know, it buys $20,000 worth of goods, effectively, what what you'd have now. Your dollars don't mean anything anymore. This is a really, really big deal. You know, the only way to squash inflation is to bump up our interest rates dramatically, suck up the money supply, make the cost of money higher. What do you think that's going to do to the economy? I need a business loan for my business. That'll be 25%, sir. 25% what? Interest per year. What are you, a loan shark? Hey, got to stop inflation. I'd like a mortgage on my home. Oh, sure. That'll be 19.72%. Well, uh, I can't afford that. Of course you can. Like to buy a used car? No problem. 37.2% interest. Your monthly payment, $7,000. For a 1975 Pinto? Yes, sir. This problem's real. I don't care who's in charge, and if we don't address it soon, you're all gonna pay. Not you, me too. We are all gonna pay. You're either gonna pay through a crushed economy, higher interest rates, or a salary that's worth nothing. I make hundred k a year. Great, it doesn't actually buy anything. Congratulations. <sighs> Big problem. I know it's time. Yeah. You know what? Just show the hot air story quick. I'll put it up in the show notes. I've been getting a lot of questions about this. Yes, Marie Ivanovich, Remember her from the impeachment scandal? She was the former ambassador to Ukraine. Yes, apparently she was very concerned with Dan Bongino's social media posts. I've been getting tons of questions about this. There's an article up in hot air. I have it up in the show notes. Remember the Ukraine hoax? Apparently, Marie Ivanovich, who was well, the Ukraine ambassador, yeah, she and her embassy staff were monitoring the social media uh, accounts of prominent pro-Trump Americans, including Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Rudy Giuliani, and Dan Bongino. wow we! I've been getting a lot of questions. Dan, is this you? Even my brother sent me a text. He's like, Dan, they were spying on you. And we're, well, they were using CrowdTangle, which is, you know, not really spying. It's social media. It's out there. But don't you find it interesting that Marie Ivanovich got really concerned about what I was posting on social media when I started exposing Maria Ivanovich and the do not prosecute list in Ukraine. Remember the do not prosecute list with all those people on it that were committing corruption in Ukraine? Some of them Soros people. I wonder why Yovanovitch was so interested in me at that time. Weird, isn't it? It's a chapter on that um, in my book about Yovanovitch and what she did over there, by the way follow the money. All right, folks, uh, let me get to my second sponsor. We'll go to the Don Jr. interview and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. It's really good. Please pay attention everywhere. There's some really good questions in it. We, I uh, I actually didn't get to all I wanted to ask because it went in so many different directions. Today's show also brought to you by friends at Magic Spoon. This is the greatest cereal ever. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. You know it. But I had to give it up because I realized it was full of junk, sugar, garbage. You really shouldn't be eating. Give a look at the back of some of those cereal boxes. Folks, Magic Spoon has solved this problem. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. You know what's really important? Let me just get to the point. The stuff's amazing. It tastes really good. It's become my go-to. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I'm getting hungry right now. It's too good to be true. It's not because it tastes incredible. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. I get a lot of emails about this. I'm not messing with you. People try this stuff, it's the real McCoy. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab a variety pack, try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout. You'll get free shipping. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. You won't like it, you'll love it. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for free shipping. Thank you with Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. I love your cereal. It's fantastic. Magicspoon.com slash Bongino, promo code Bongino. Check it out. All right, without further ado, my interview with Don Jr., let me just tease one thing. I asked Don a question in the beginning about liberal privilege and Jamie Foxx, and I said, you know, I don't have any problem with Jamie Foxx. I went back and researched what he did after Quentin Tarantino's terrible comments about the cops. I do have a real problem with what Jamie Foxx did. So let me just prep the interview before I say that. All right, you'll see what I mean right now, Don Jr. All right, we got a special guest today on the Dan Bongino Show. We rarely do in-show interviews, but this is one of my favorite guys. i trying to get him to run for president, which really pisses off the liberals on Twitter, I might add, but we'll leave that conversation for another day. Donald Trump Jr., welcome to the show. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great, Dan. Thank you. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm great, and I'm totally stealing the title of your new book. Um, it's Seriously, it's genius, liberal privilege. Um, so, you know, I, I was thinking before this interview, I have I have to I have to be candid. I have not read the full book yet. I've gotten excerpts of it, but the idea is genius. Okay. And I want to hit a few things and ask you if these are examples of things you might address or similar examples in your book, Liberal Privilege. Uh, liberal, I better say this right. It's going to be a terrible interview. Liberal Privilege. So Don, a couple of years ago, um, I was watching a Verizon commercial and they had Jamie Foxx on. And listen, I don't have any problem with Jamie Foxx or anything, but it was interesting because Jamie Foxx, right around the time of the commercial, he had uh, Quentin Tarantino had said some really nasty things about cops and, and Jamie Foxx had said, hey, you know, keep telling the truth, Quentin. And I thought to myself, you know, it's interesting, Don, like if that was a conservative speaking out for your father and appeared in a ad for any commercial, there'll be calls for boycotts everywhere. Is that, Don, in fact, liberal privilege like in your book?
3: Uh, of course, you can get away with it. Look at what's going on in this country right now, Dan. Uh, you, If you open up your business. To feed your family, you'll be ticketed, you'll be fined, and in some cases, you'll actually be arrested. But if you loot someone else's business or set it on fire, Uh, you're given a total pass. If you gather on the White House lawn to support President Trump during his acceptance speech, you could spread COVID-19. But a group that's a hundred times, a thousand times larger the next day can show up and, you know, protest in D.C. and you're immune from disease. This is liberal privilege. And I get it. Listen, I'm the son of a rich guy, you know, I've been blessed. I understand that. I don't even deny it. But I get to hear about my privilege all the time. The purpose of the book is to point out the privilege that the Democrats get to have all the time and no one has called them out. I mean, we are literally running for the president of the United States against a 50 year swamp creature, a guy that's been on the wrong side of every decision in his entire career, according to Robert Gates, who was Obama's secretary of defense. But we're running, according to the media, against a blank slate moderate Democrat. Well, guess what? You're not a moderate if Kamala Harris is your VP, Dan. You're not a moderate if Beto, hell yeah, I'm going to take your AR-15 O'Rourke is your guns are. And you're sure as hell not a moderate if you're running on your website the Bernie Sanders Communist Manifesto joint unity platform that is the Biden campaign. So liberal privileges is his ability to get away with that, to have no one in the media interested in that in his son, in his brother, the graft from his office, uh, his health, the brain aneurysms and the brain surgeries. Obviously, that has nothing to do with why he can't remember where he is 50% of the time. Nothing to see here, folks. That is what the media has done. So the reality is I wasn't going to write another book. I had no intention of doing it. I didn't think I'd have the time. But I, we got put into this lockdown. You couldn't open your business. You can't go to work, church or school. You can loot you know, work is work, church or school. That's fine. You can burn them down. No problem. But I couldn't do that. And I said, someone has to write the counterpoint to what's going on. Someone has to explain to the American people or to moderates or people who are on the fence what Joe Biden is all about, because when they read what he's actually done, when they read the history, when they see just the insanity, you'll realize that the media is literally just you know they're they're functioning as the marketing arm of the democrat party today trying to boost this guy who has no business running our country
1: yeah you know don this is a genius idea this book i'm actually a little jealous i didn't think of the idea first because we all know liberal privilege is real. I mean, everybody does. We experience it in our lives. I mean, God forbid, you you know, you live in a swing district and you put a MAGA bumper sticker on your car. You legitimately yeah. have to worry about your tires being slashed. I'm not kidding. I mean, I live in a 50-50 yeah. congressional district and people are really concerned. I had a, you know, a father-in-law who's a, Who's really worried about he has an NRA sticker on his car and he's always worried they're going to pop the tires. But you brought up something interesting, really fascinating that we have documented evidence that uh, the former vice president, current Democrat nominee, Joe Biden's son, documented evidence was involved at a minimum, at a minimum in some shady deals in Ukraine and China. One country, definitely not a friend of the United States. And yet you were thoroughly investigated for a Trump tower in Moscow that never even was built. Well, there's no contract for it to be built, which was perfectly legal and done. Even even yeah. more scandalous, you're in real estate too. I mean, yeah. is this again not an example of
3: liberal? Well, exactly. You know, it, when Hunter Biden takes 1.5 billion from the Chinese government, not not like a Chinese company, but the Chinese government. For the, your viewers, like in a typical fund, you get a two percent management fee and a piece of the profits. Two percent, just the management fee on 1.5 billion is thirty million dollars a year now i spoke i interviewed with a major investor one of my friends he's a major investor one of the biggest guys on wall street you know he bought and sold multi-billion dollar companies for 30 years it took him 10 years to get into china they go the amount of diligence that the chinese that you know the guys that run these sovereign wealth funds they goes they're brilliant they invest in the individual i go so what are the odds that you know crackhead hunter biden can go over there with that record no investment experience and they give him a billion five in five days he goes zero they just they don't do that unless they're buying you unless they're buying you which of course they were now dan you and i both know if i took 1.5 dollars from the chinese government i'd be in jail right now but the media pretends like this stuff isn't happening I mean, that's a yeah. crazy amount of influence. I mean, Hunter Biden today, the article came out. You know, he's still on the board of the company that he said he wasn't going to be on the board of. That's literally being investigated for human rights abuses. I mean, think yeah. about that. He's on the board of a company and it's oh, nothing to see here. Imagine that was me. That would be yeah. front page news across the globe. So, yeah. you know, that's liberal privilege. And that's the problem. The average Viewer, the average consumer of news, they're working hard to put food on their table. They just want to live their American dream. You know, they're consuming a couple minutes of news a day, and it's 96 percent negative against Donald Trump. This is sort of I, I did the job that every reasonable person in media before they sort of just gave up being journalists to be activists. I did what they're supposed to be doing. I started researching it. Like I said, 560 citations in the book where I point out, here's what's really happening. And here's what the media is telling you. Here's the truth. You saw it the other day in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden goes to Pennsylvania and tells them, I'm not getting rid of fracking because he knows in Pennsylvania he needs to win. So he can lie to them, even though it's on his website. It's part of his platform. He said it in the CNN debates. On the two or three occasions that he's emerged from his basement lair to to be able to be seen by the American public. It hasn't happened often. He's assured people he's ending fossil fuels and fracking. I mean, he's on the record a thousand times, but the media won't even talk about it. You don't don't see any fact checks. You know how many times I get fact checked? Every time I make a statement. I got fact checked when I said, you know Kamala Harris said we should believe Joe Biden accusers and remember when she called him a racist. They go, that's false. It's inflammatory. It's false. I go, what do you mean? What's false? Well, she didn't call him a racist. I go, you mean... In the debates, when she went on that five minute diatribe about busing, about the segregationist friends that he had, about all of these things. I mean, you're right. They, he did, She didn't use the word racist, but she did everything but call him a racist. And everyone with a reasonable sense of decency knew exactly what she was trying to say, which is exactly that. But, you know, yeah. he gets a total pass. So he gets to lie to the people of Pennsylvania, tell them. Over there in the local papers, I'm not against fracking. And then he can go somewhere else where maybe fracking isn't as popular and he can have the opposite approach. And the media is like it never happened. He, he's right both ways. No matter what it is, he can do no wrong. And I have yeah. to point out the differences. Don, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you're not shy about it, too. Uh, we're talking to
1: Donald Trump yeah, Jr., I'm author quiet. of The... I'm known for being subtle. <laughs> no, you know me. I have. I don't have a shyness problem either. Please, folks, pick up his new book. The excerpts I've seen are spectacular. Like I said, I'm only uh, kind of ticked off because I should have thought it's a great idea. Liberal, we're told every privilege in the world, but liberal privilege, pick it up. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere. Um, Don, you made me think of something while you're talking about that. Um, this must really kind of piss you off. You know, the idea that Your father, your family, the campaign, various components of it have been spied on. That's a fact, despite the moronic media's assertion. Otherwise, Um, it was spied on. I mean, really, for the first time in American history, we had a sitting White House spy on the opposing political campaign. You went up, you testified, you disclosed your emails. You talked about the Trump Tower meeting. And then I found out a little while ago, which I've actually put a chapter on this in my new book, that the translator was at that meeting said, hey, what Don Jr. said was absolutely right. And not only was it right, hes I don't even like Don Jr. Nobody heard anything yeah. about that, Don. Nobody. Well, there's Everybody there's- hears about this mysterious meeting where the guy there says, no, Don Jr.'s version of it is absolutely right. That's got to piss you off.
3: It, it does, because guys like Adam Schiff can spend three years talking to the Congress and to the American yep. people on the news every day saying he's seen evidence of it. You know, guess what? They were able to manipulate an election that way. The midterms, you know, he's able to do that. The guy, whether it's the McCabe's of the world, the Brennan's, the, they can lie before Congress. Yep. And it's like, OK, well, there's no consequence for you. Imagine I would have lied. Dan, yeah. I wouldn't be giving you this interview right now because I'd no, be, be in, in jail. jail. Yeah, yeah, you're they damn right. Are, you and it's not even like we're speculating, like it's known that they did that, but there's no consequence. Again, liberal privilege. I, you know, No one talks about the fact that the DNC paid for the people to set up that meeting. So yeah. what's really interesting and the thing that really gets me and it should get all Americans is you're right. It was the first time there was a non-peaceful transition of power in a 240 year incredible American tradition. But imagine the hysteria that we saw because of the Russia hoax for three years. Now that we find out it's inaccurate, now that we found out it's actually reversed, that it was the Obama administration doing it, now the biggest story in the world is a non-issue. We we yeah. we we don't want to see anything. And I, I I ask, I go, you know, you were around during these times, you know, in in the White House, I'm sure. Imagine an outgoing Bush administration had done exactly oh. this to incoming Obama. It yeah. would be The largest political scandal in American history, Dan, that's not even questioned. But because it happened to Donald Trump, because he's challenging the establishment, both the Democrats and even the neocons and trying to get us out of these endless wars and the D.C. swamp and cutting regulation that only benefits lawyers in D.C., you know, while destroying American small business. You know, he's taking a knife to their nonsense and they ain't happy. So they'll allow this to happen and all of a sudden, now that we know it's all nonsense, and now that we know the other side is actually guilty and culpable, this media that wants transparency, wants the, all of a sudden they have no interest in transparency. They have no interest in looking into it. They have no interest in getting into the bottom. In fact, they're running around saying, well, it's coming up to an election. You can't talk about these things before an election. They go, wait a minute. The guy we are running against was the number two guy in the administration that committed these crimes. This guy unmasked the president's yeah. family eight days before the inauguration. And the American people are not supposed to know that. Now, you know, if we were running against Bernie Sanders, fine, I can understand that. He yeah. has nothing to do with Bernie Sanders, but Joe Biden was the vice president. He was the nice. second guy in charge. He was in the meetings. He was in the room. He requested unmasking of the children of the incoming president. Well, for eight days before, what was he going to do with it? It was for political gain. Later, it was to set up this entire hoax, which is the greatest hoax perpetrated on the American people. Now, being able to get away with that, to pull that off in a third world country Without anyone questioning it, that would be impressive to do it in the United States of America. Is is mind boggling and no one cares. No one in the media brings it up because they know it would be reflect poorly on the Democrats. And the mainstream media is nothing more than an activist arm of the Democrat Party.
1: Don in the book, do you hit on the media as a component of liberal uh, privilege here? Because Um, I've never seen a bigger example. I mean, how is Rachel Maddow, yeah. seriously, Don, still on the air? I mean, for I'm not kidding. I'm Listen, I'm not a boycott guy against Maddow. Yeah. You don't like her show, don't watch it. The show sucks. It's stupid. I don't yeah. watch it. I don't waste my yeah. time. But seriously, like, if you invested three years of your life in Rachel Maddow, Don Jr. is a Russian traitor. Donald Trump yeah. Sr. is definitely a, a treasonous lurch. And you found out she was lying to you for three years. She had no evidence any of that is true at all. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, gosh, I really wasted my time. But what privilege? You yeah. get a raise. You get to hang out on the air. It's terrific.
3: Well, no, but but that's the point. Like it's same with like I mentioned, right? The guys that went before Congress and lied and didn't get in trouble or the other members, like the high ranking members of the FBI that got on TV talking about all these things as though they were fact. but. Before that, they literally testified in some of these meetings exactly the opposite. So they're under oath in front of these meetings saying the opposite. But it doesn't prevent them from getting on TV and lying to the American public, uh, contradicting all of their testimony, directing you you know, to a, a, a lie. And by the way, you know what their accountability is? They get a job being a contributor yeah. at CNN. There's yes. not even there's not even a punishment they actually get rewarded for lying and again it's not like they you know thought that maybe there was something there I mean these guys are on TV dozens of times, literally contradicting the testimony that they gave before the House, before the Senate. They knew they were lying. They went on TV and they did it anyway. And now we're not supposed to want to know what happened. Now they want to delay it till after the election when the guy we're running against is the quintessential swamp creature who was part of the administration that committed these crimes. It's insanity.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really scares me. This is why, I, I, you know, we hear it all the time, the most important election of our lifetime. And, yeah. you know, listen, sometimes it's true. There are different lifetimes, different events, but I tell you what, my 45 years on the planet, if your father loses, I, I you know, Don, for the first time ever, I said to my wife, like, you better make sure we have, uh, you know, our accountant and everything is by the numbers and make sure like we don't yeah. jaywalk anywhere or anything like that. I, you know, I'm only yeah. half kidding. Because these people have yeah. weaponized, and the things they did to your family were just yeah. abhorrent, were unbelievable. They- I mean, they totally flipped the script. What they did, colluding on the record with foreign governments and foreigners to you know, generate fake information to target your family— is what they accuse you of. And these morons in the media just played along the whole time. Listen, I don't want to beat you up on that. I I, I want to really get your your book, your liberal privilege. Uh, folks, pick it up. Bookstores everywhere. But but Don, another example I see of liberal privilege here, which I, I think you'll you'll acknowledge right away. This is a ground ball, there's a bunt right here. Biden gets to lie everywhere. If your father wakes up in the morning and says, Listen, uh, media folks, I had cream in my coffee. I'm like, he had milk, he had milk. Yeah. This man is a liar. Vote him out of office. Yet yeah. yeah, Joe Biden can go on the record and say, I am definitely not going to hike your taxes if you don't make $400,000 a year. And then he says, I'm going to repeal the Trump tax cuts, which were for the middle class. Don, all you have to do is look it up. You know, it's called the internet. Look up the Trump tax cuts. You can see that. How These media people let him get away with it. No one's asked him that question yet.
3: Eighty two percent of Americans will get a tax hike under Joe Biden's plan. Eighty two percent of Americans. Now, I don't see too many reasonable Americans, especially when they saw the results of what those tax cuts that Donald Trump gave them did. The jobs it created, the new businesses it created, the rising wages for the lowest income earners for the first time in modern history. Mm -hmm. You know, Joe Biden wants to get rid of all that. But, Dan, the real problem is this. You know, the Democrats don't care. You've seen this in these blue states. They don't care if your business goes out of business. You know why? Because you become dependent on big government. You come to them for a handout. That's their drug. That's all they offer. So they don't care if your business goes out of business. Great. You become a Democrat voter because you're hooked on big government and you're on the dole. You know, that's the opposite effect of what's going on here. But again, the media won't talk about that. They'll let Joe Biden say whatever he wants. He doesn't get fact checked. The example of, you know, fracking in Pennsylvania he's against it. It's against his platform. His vice president says she wants to end it faster than even he does. And he wants to end it pretty quickly, according to his actual platform. But he can go to the people in Pennsylvania that rely on that, where it creates tens of thousands of jobs and generates billions in revenue that feeds school systems and he can say, oh yeah, I'm not going to do anything and the media's like, oh that's great, he's not going to do anything here. I mean, This is liberal privilege. They're playing by a different set of rules. They always have been. It's just gotten so much worse in this day and age. So again, I had to put pen to paper to point out these things. So again, the book isn't so much for even guys like us who, you know, we're already on one side. It's for people who don't know, people who haven't made up their mind, people who are just sort of blindly following, you know, the lemmings at CNN and think that what they're telling them is the truth. Remember, you know, Joe Biden didn't even come out against rioting looting and arson until about two hours after Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon said, oh, man, we got to do something about this because it's really affecting us in the polls. All of a sudden, hey, we're you know, we don't really like that. I mean, are you serious, guys? Like we've been watching for 90 days as major cities have burned billions of dollars of destruction wreaked upon the country. No one held accountable. In some cases, they're encouraging it. Joe Biden staffers are bailing out The criminals Kamala Harris is sending out tweets urging you to support bail funds to get these people that are beating people in the streets. You know, it doesn't seem like the left is the party of tolerance that I've been hearing about all this time, because, you know, I wouldn't want to try wearing a MAGA hat in Portland or in Kadosha. Or yeah. in you know, Chicago or New York yeah. or virtually anywhere else. Now, you could go to the most conservative place in America and wear a Biden hat and you'll, you're fine. Someone probably wouldn't even say anything because we believe you should have your decision and your rights. The left doesn't. They want to control all of that. If you don't, you're canceled. If you're not woke, you're canceled. By the way, if you're left but not woke enough and you can't keep up with the ever moving goalposts, you know, you could be woke today. By tomorrow, you're all right. And you're canceled for that. Just being apolitical, which a lot of people have been traditionally in America, you say, hey, I don't talk politics. It doesn't matter. It's sort of one of those rules. You know, you don't talk politics and religion at the table, you know, for just not for being apolitical is a cancelable offense today. Yeah. I mean, that's scary.
1: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side of this break with Don Trump Jr., author of the new book, Liberal Privilege. Check it out. All right. Our third sponsor today is Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep, they make personalized mattresses right here in America, shipped straight to your door with free no-contact delivery, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. To choose a mattress, Helix made a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, not for someone else. If you like a mattress that's really soft or firm, you sleep on your side like me, you sleep really hot like me too. With Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique tastes. I took the quiz and was matched with the Midnight Lux Helix mattress because I like to feel like I'm sleeping on a cloud and Helix did it with the Midnight Lux. I love Helix, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine and Apartment Therapy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Can't recommend them enough. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders. For our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. For up to $200 off your mattress orders, go today, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Back to my interview with Don Trump Jr. All right. Welcome back, Don Trump Jr., author of the new book, Liberal Privilege. Go check it out. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere. Don, I know you got to run. I'll just ask you a couple quick questions here. Um, This is one of the probably the biggest examples of liberal privilege anyone will see. um, And and it's in our face every day. You know, if you went to some of the Tea Party rallies like I did back in 2010 and 2012, right around there. If there was a match thrown in a garbage can by accident, there was a little fire, Don. That was it. They were. Forget it. This is a mass murderer rally. Stay away. Tea party violence. Meanwhile, it was an accident or something like that. I mean, they were the most peaceful, welcoming places on Earth. I know I was there. The safest place on Earth was at a tea party rally. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, Your dad, who's offered nothing but federal assistance documented on the record for anybody interested in facts, offering this assistance to liberal cities that are burning to the ground. They went from and switched all of a sudden overnight, they switched to this whole, hey, this is Trump's America from pretending these things never existed. I mean, again, the narrative is just ridiculous.
3: It's twofold. First and foremost, you know, I I remember the left telling me until about yesterday that these were all peaceful protests. Now, it didn't look peaceful protests to me unless the buildings that were burning in the background magically, spontaneously combusted. But, you know, they're selling this narrative. So I'm hearing peaceful protests. The second they think they can blame it on Trump, all of a sudden it's months of looting and rioting, but it's Trump's fault. But again, how about this? You talk about the Tea Party. I mean, if you went to a Tea Party rally, you were obviously a white supremacist, neo Nazi. They tried labeling that. But what about. Antifa beating people in the streets. You know, they don't right. seem like Antifa to me. They seem more like just the fa right? They're acting literally like the fascists. You're not allowed to disagree with them. How about taking over, you know, an eight square block section of a major city? Do you think that if a a, a group of conservatives did what that happened, they'd send in the Navy SEALs, they'd wipe them out, but they can happen in Portland. So (laughs) again, another example of liberal privilege. I mean, they could literally destroy an eight square block section of the city. Say it's an autonomous zone. People are getting shot and killed in there. Then, you know, then they're saying, well, where are the cops and the police? I was like, well, what? happened to the autonomous zone. It's insanity what's going on. They know it's their fault. Again, these are Democrat states with Democrat governors and Democrat cities with Democrat mayors and city councils that are all Democrat. But it's Donald Trump's fault. No, it's their failed policies. It's like what we see out of Nancy Pelosi with, you know, coming in COVID, all the relief funds. Well, I want to get tax breaks for billionaires. I want to bail out cities. Well, you want to bail them out because of COVID or do you want to bail them out because of a half a century of failed policies, overruns, costs, insanity. That's liberal privilege. That's why I wrote the book and people need to read it before they go and vote in November. And that's why they were
1: liberal groups attacking people, leaving your father's acceptance speech and not attacking yeah. people at the DNC in Wisconsin. Don, you've been very 100%. generous with your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. Pick up his book, folks. Liberal Privilege. Don Trump Jr., one of the best guys out there. I love to troll liberals and put Trump Trump 2024. Maybe you win, Eric. It would be. Ter- it drives him crazy. I'll let you run, Don. Thanks drive. for I'm your not. time. <laughs> Let's catch you Thanks, later. Buddy, be so well. Long. All right. Thank you so much, folks. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I certainly did. You know, me and Don are both, uh, you know, very shy and reserved. <laughs> I think you saw both of our personalities come out and I really enjoyed that one. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe to my show on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, Apple Podcasts, and where uh, wherever else you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just
0: heard Dan Bongino. You listen.